Welcome! Y saludos amigos! A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, presented to you by the Room 303 Network. Uh, I am your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back. Sorry, man, I got a little... Is that a, is that a Revenge of the Pod shirt that I see? No, you said this before. It's just a shirt that says Revenge, but it uh, works. Oh, <laughs> oh, am I bad? <clears throat> I, yeah, like, so I thought I was like, we were listening to the audio. I'm wearing a shirt that says revenge on it. And Jason just stopped dead in his tracks and stared. And I was like, did I say something wrong? That was, uh, was a distraction. I apologize. Don't worry, Jason. I wouldn't make a revenge of the pod shirt and not, not at least show you the design or something first. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was about to be a little upset. You good, dog. We are a pop culture pod dedicated to movies, shows, music, pop culture, of course, a little bit of sports. Um, But let's get into it. Jason, we've been away for a minute. We did do the end of year, uh, year in review with the Room 303 Network, but it's been a it's been a moment since it was just us. How you doing, man? Oh, doing pretty good. Yeah, we pre-recorded all that stuff. So um Christmas had gone by, New Year's had gone by. I got to see the family, which was cool. Um I got a I got a switch uh for Christmas. Shout out Jamie for that. It was dope. <clears throat> so I got a switch now. So <clears throat> and already already broke it in. Um New Year's kept it chill, smoked a brisket. Uh well a brisket flat came out a little dry if I'm being completely honest, but um still really still really good. Just uh hoping to make it maybe juicier next time. Uh, made a smoked queso mac and cheese. Oh, fucking fire, dude. Um, what about you, man? What did you do for the holidays? Dude, <clears throat> I would have to say that I did I did a lot. Uh, okay, let me just run through it. So my students had their last day. Uh, they had a Christmas celebration where they sing to their parents, you know, one of those. And then all the kids pretty much went home after that. So we had very few kids left, uh, but we still had to watch them. And got to go home a bit early because I had to watch Katia. She wasn't feeling so well that day. And then she got out early, so I definitely had to watch her. Uh, Then I had a friend come in, Eric, friend of the pod, EPE, Eric from Room 303. My mom came into town. My brother's wife came into town. I got to meet one of my cousins. It was, it was a lot for Christmas. I went out to eat to a lot of places. I tried Snooze. Uh, very good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed eating at Snooze. Uh, went to this place called Tokyo Cowboy. That's a local spot here. Fusion, Japanese and American barbecue. But it's like uh, upscale, I guess. Upscale cuisine. Very good. You can ask Eric about it. He definitely enjoyed that one too, Jason. Uh, let me see what else. I smoked a turkey for New Year's. I also smoked a pernil. I did a smoked pernil that was like orange pernil. Uh, but back to New Year's, I smoked a turkey, and then I made a flan for the first time. It was my mom's flan. Uh, it came out pretty good, pretty good. I made a mistake here and there, but it still tasted good, uh, and everybody destroyed it. So I'd say that it wasn't too bad. Uh, those are just a few things I did, man. Uh, but let's let's get into some of the things that we have on the news for us. So I've been wanting to talk about this for a minute. Jason, are you aware of public domain? Mm, kind of. Okay. So public domain is when a work, uh, any kind of work done by an artist, it becomes uh, available for anyone to copy or redo in their own with their own imagined version, right? Uh, in the United States, it's about after 100 years now. It used to be 60, but corporations uh, pushed it back, and certain artists wanted it pushed back because they wanted the rights longer. And this year, there's one very notable and a couple of other notable public domain appearances that are now available for anyone to make stories with, starting with the biggest, which would be the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse. That is now public domain. Black and white Mickey 
is available for people to use in their own stories however they so choose. His image, his likeness, the story itself, all available to use. There is already a horror movie, a slasher movie, in which the slasher has a mask of Steamboat Willie Mickey. There's also a game that is coming out with Steamboat Willie Mickey in it as well. There is Peter Pan is now entering public domain. Tigger from Winnie the Pooh is entering public domain. Uh, Charlie Chaplin film, which I'm assuming also includes his original likeness, is public domain as well. So we've got we've got some big ones, Jason. Uh, do you expect to see more of these Steamboat Willie or Tigger? Maybe there's going to be a Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey Part 2 with Tigger in it. Uh, what are you thinking you're going to see now? That yeah, I mean, a hundred years—that's kind of a lot, you know, using the likeness for it. But I, I have heard about that—that that, um, people are going to be able to use a um, Mickey Mouse as is going to be public domain. So I didn't know it was just the Steamboat Willie one. So uh, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, I don't really care too much about it. Yeah, if we, you know, if they're going to pop up in like games and stuff like that, that's cool with me. You know. Yeah, I'm pretty interested to see what they do with these characters. I know they're going to go crazy with them. Uh, people have been trying to use Mickey Mouse for decades now because he's so iconic. So I know they're going to go wild with this one. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of uh, dirty cartoons like Family Guy just taking aim at uh, Steamboat Willie Mickey. Although Fox is already owned by Disney, so that's probably something that can easily happen now anyway. South Park, I assume, will also use Mickey Mouse's likeness. So <clears throat> well to see what kind of interesting things they use for it. They've used Mickey Mouse before in some of their shows. South Park? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I've seen it on Simpsons, uh, and that's about it. Yeah, I've seen it on The Simpsons, and that's it. Yeah, they they, they showed it. They showed Mickey, uh, on, and he was like the head corporate of Disney, and like it's they, they were making fun of it. It's, it's, it's you know, like uh, very uh, aggressive CEO, <laughs> pretty much. Um oh. <laughs> I don't know if they'll make fun of it even more. I mean, they've made fun of Disney already again with the Kathleen Kennedy stuff, you know. So, um, and be, even before that, so kind of interesting to see what you know. I'm, I'm sure South Park will make fun of it even more now. So, I'm interested to see if they do a if anybody does a reimagining of Steamboat Willie or makes a a long form version of the short cartoon. Uh, I know that they're definitely going to do a lot with Peter Pan. I can only imagine how people are going to rewrite Peter Pan's stories. They've already been doing it. They've just had to pay, right? Now yeah. it's free. Now it's free. Now you can do it for free, guys. Anybody who wants to make a Peter Pan story does not have to pay any royalties. So definitely interested in seeing how that goes. Uh, you got any news for us, Jason? Yeah, man. So uh, fantasy football is, is over and done with. So congrats to all the people that play it and won a championship. Um, I was in nine this year, and uh, guess how many I won? Zero. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, I mean, although I made five uh, playoffs uh, out of my nine leagues, um, and um, got booted. Uh, I felt like every time I played uh, in the playoffs, I had to play against uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, in each playoff round, and I got knocked out each time. So. Yeah. Um, Wish I would have played him in the championship game because he ended up getting hurt and didn't score that much, and I probably would, and I would have won. I was looking at the scores, but yeah. And then um, college football, Texas uh, ended up losing uh, last night. Uh, uh, ended up falling asleep towards the end, and I was pretty tired from the the three day weekend. If I'm being completely honest, I woke up and like, shoot, we lost. I, I tried staying awake, dude. I was just so tired, and. Um, Fell asleep wearing like my Texas gear, and I was I woke up. And I'm like, oh shit! Uh, didn't mean to fall asleep, but um, I don't know, man. Hopefully they do better next year. But um, proud of uh, how far they went this year. So that's uh, just some news, uh, sport news. Other than that, I don't really got much uh, quick news for you. Yeah. So uh, I will say one thing: uh, the Cowboys have a chance at a number two seed with some luck and bad officiating. So I'll take it uh, for what it is. And hope for the best. So, go Cowboys. We'll see how that goes in the playoffs. Uh, Russell Wilson, speaking of football, Russell Wilson getting benched by the Broncos. That's Jason's team. 
Uh, Jason, what you thinking about Russell Wilson getting benched? Is it on? Is it all on Russ? No, man. I kind of feel for for Russ, honestly. Although I'm a Broncos fan, I'm like been pretty pissed with him this year. Although he's hadn't been playing bad. Like if you look at his uh, QBR rating and stuff like that, it hasn't been bad. It was, I think, on par or better than uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, but Mahomes has been kind of shitty. So, uh, it's just they wanted him to restructure his his contract. Um, apparently they had reached out to them after we beat Kansas city, which, and which I think there was like still like nine games left. Um, and then we went on that winning streak, but they had asked him to restructure his contract for, uh, the injury clause because he's going to get paid no matter what, even if he gets injured. So they were scared that he was going to get injured. So that's why they decided to bench him since they realized they weren't going to make the playoffs anymore. So they decided to bench him in order for them to save some money. Uh, Cause in case he gets hurt, he can just, automatically gets his money no matter what so they wanted him to restructure that and i don't know man it just kind of sounds which kind of sounds like they may not be moving forward with him next year i i don't know but he seems pretty upset um i think he's handling it really well um i'd be pretty pissed too if they come up to me and ask me uh to restructure my contract and uh for for my injuries you know i was like no we we signed on this and it was guaranteed i'm not going to restructure that fuck you so I don't yeah. know, man. I kind of feel for him. You kind of did him dirty, bro. Of all sports, too, the one of the one of the most contact-heavy sports are asking you to restructure over injuries. No. Yeah, dude. I'm like, mm-hmm. so I, I feel for him. I, I I kind of sided with him on this one, but at the same time, like, well, I guess we're drafting a quarterback next year in the first round. So, um, that that kid from Washington looked pretty good last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know who we're looking at. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he played okay, but it just wasn't enough. Um, we start off pretty shitty, went on a winning streak. Um, who knows, man? We'll see. All right, all right. Well, fair enough. We're gonna move into some trailers because we've got quite a few. So we're gonna rattle these off, guys. It's the new year. We've got some stuff that's coming out within the next few months. All from January to May. So we want to give you guys a preview of what's coming up in 2024. Uh, first off, Book of Clarence coming out January 12th. So that's really soon. That one is starring Lakeith Stanfield. Um, it is based on a story in which the idea is that this guy wants to, he sees Jesus Christ getting all these followers and he wants to do the same thing. So he runs pretty much a scam so that he can get followers and people to pay him and give him things uh, the way they gave Jesus Christ things. Uh, he even goes as far as to ask if he can become a disciple uh, and gets into some some pretty big trouble for it. So I'm interested in seeing it. It looks like a comedy uh, slash, I don't know, partial action, right? Not exactly where I would throw this movie but definitely has a lot of comedic elements. So I'm interested in watching that one. What about you, Jason? Yeah, those uh, those fake miracles, right? The, <laughs> kind of making, kind of poking fun at uh, the Bible and like the, the Jesus' stories of like the miracles he was creating. He's like, I can do that. So he started making fake miracles as well so he can get popularity. Uh, very uh, interesting take on it uh, as far as uh, the stories about Jesus Christ and stuff. So uh, very interesting. All right. So that's one. We've also got uh, Love Lies Bleeding starring, gosh, what is her name? I cannot believe. Um, oh, my gosh. From Twilight. Jason, help me here. Uh, Kristen. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this one looks like I, I'm not really sure what to think of this film. Uh, but Love Lies Bleeding stars Kristen Stewart. And um, this is killing me. I need to be better about this. And Katie O'Brien, which I think she came out in, if I'm not mistaken, she came out. I don't. I don't want to say that she was the one who came out in. Uh, she came out in uh, Quantum Mania, also Mandalorian. Um... Oh, I was thinking Arrested Development. That's not the same person at all. Okay, <laughs> on, go on. <laughs> Quantumania, Mandalorian, and what else? 
uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, the other Ant Man. Oh, um, she came out in all the Ant Man movies. Okay. Yeah. okay. So she's pretty buffed up in this film. I'm Dude, interested. Yeah. yeah, she is. She is jacked. And then it looks like she might have like some kind of superpower because in some of the scenes you can see that she also like her muscles grow in the scene. So I'm wondering what that's about. Uh, but Love Lies Bleeding is about, and this is from Google. So Lou is a reclusive gym manager who falls hard for Jackie, an ambitious bodybuilder who's heading to Las Vegas to pursue her dream. Their love soon leads to violence as they get pulled into a deep web of Lou's criminal activity, which looks like it deals with uh, drug dealing. And then she turns on her her dealer at some point not sure why exactly that happens it looks like it also has some comedic elements but if anything this is this has to be a dark comedy a24 film um it's definitely got like a romance element to it and gosh i would say like a dark like a thriller thrill, thriller uh, element to it as well so i'm not sure what to think of this one but it definitely looks interesting a24 comes up with some crazy stuff yeah, you know, I think that's the reason why I was like, because if I'm being completely honest, uh, when I went to go see a movie that we're going to talk about later, um, <laughs> we saw this trailer and then I looked at Jamie and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that. I don't know what I, like, it just didn't really catch me in the trailer. I'm like, yeah. and there, there's quite a bit of movies that we saw, uh, trailers that we saw for the, the movie that we saw. And it was a lot of me just being like, mm, I don't know. I'm not sure about that one, you know, so um not saying that I hated it, but it's just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. So, but it's A24, so I don't know. They, they do come out with some good stuff. They've been hot lately, so I mean, it might be worth a shot, you know? Yeah, and at the very least, looks very original, kind of like Poor Things, which I haven't seen yet. That movie looks, I don't know what's going on in that film, but I want to find out. I want to find out. So, mm -hmm. I, I, definitely gonna at least give it a shot i don't know if i'll see it in theater but i might i might see it when it's available to rent um all right next up i know you you did not express interest in this one civil war coming out april 26th directed by alex garland i always uh, remember alex garland because he pretty much he's not credited for it but he pretty much directed the entirety of the dread film after its director walked out but they still gave him credit they still gave the original director credit. Um, so I loved the Dread movie. Me too. I'm interested in seeing what he does with this film. It's the idea that the United States has broken into factions and are in the middle of a civil war in which California and Texas are the western states of the United States. I'm like, that would never happen. Texas yeah. and California would never team up. Although the two most populated states with a lot of resources and big uh, economies, if anything, could do some damage. Uh, I know that in the preview they even mentioned there is a there is a Florida faction as well that is not part of that. So I know that there's multiple factions in the Civil War. Nick Offerman plays the president. Definitely interested in watching this one. This I like dystopic films, so I, I'm interested in watching that. I like disaster films. Uh, this kind of feels like a mix of the two. Yeah, and a, another A24 film as well. Um, I'm excited to see uh, Jesse uh, Plemons. Uh, that dude can play some evil characters, so I wonder if his character is evil. Uh, he looked, he look, I think that was probably the best part of the trailer that I saw was his his scene. He's like, what okay, well, are you? Yeah. And like, what? We're American. Yeah, what kind? Of, what, what kind? And I don't know, just that scene looked very intense. Uh, Kristen Dunst is in it. Uh, like you said, Nick Offerman. Uh, some other people that I don't really know uh, too much of. But, uh, you know, it looks interesting. Again, just another one that I saw. I was like, I just don't know how I feel about that. Um, but, again, that one scene, I was like, it kind of caught my attention. Like, it's one of those where I think I might just watch when it's available um, uh, on streaming platforms, if I'm being completely honest. All right. Uh, next up, Furiosa, May 24th, starring Anya Taylor-Joy. I know Jason's probably very excited about this one because he loves Anya Taylor-Joy. This is a continuation of the Mad Max saga, although it is a prequel 
the story of how Furiosa becomes who she is. And loses her arm. <laughs> and loses her arm. So this will be a definitely, uh, this will be one of the big films of 2024. Everyone's going to be talking about it. You're going to see lots of commercials for this one as it gets closer. Uh, I'm sure you're excited. Jason, what do you think of this preview? Yeah, the trailer looked sick. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I love the first one. Uh, well, not the first one, but, you, you know, the reboot version uh, with uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, loved it. Loved the character, character Furiosa. Um, and just kind of showing the, that old evil villain of how, like, him in the young version and, like, how he's, he takes uh, those women as his hostages and uh, to, to birth uh, to birth them, like, uh, not birth, but then mate with them and stuff like that. So I, I want to see how she gets trapped into all this and stuff and how she loses her arm. Um, and uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it as well. Uh, pretty pretty solid cast, man. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Nicholas Holt is in it as well. So um, if you remember, he was in the – He's the one that sprayed his face and like uh, was teamed up with uh, was uh, teamed up with uh, Tom Hardy. I think that was his character, if I'm not mistaken. In in the first uh, 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 Mad Max movie uh, with Tom Hardy, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, he was the one the the bald kid, uh, the one that uh, oh. used yeah used him to, the one that used Tom Hardy to put like blood and stuff. I I'm sh yeah I mean he's in it. I don't remember him in that film, but. Really? I, I just every time I see Nicholas Holt, I think of the Beast in uh, the X Men films. <laughs> yeah, you can't recognize him. <laughs> he like shaved his head, and he, he's all white and stuff, like 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 those uh those evil dudes, um, okay. minions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, minion. I forgot. I forget what they're called, but um, yeah, he was he was that character. I, I liked his character too. Um, but yeah, um, I'm kind of excited to see like how it builds to this, and you know, um, a furious. Furiosa's uh, uh, side of her story. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely interested in watching that one. Next next preview that uh, I saw was Godzilla and Kong, the new Empire. Uh, April, 12th. April 12th. Yeah, theaters in theaters. Uh, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. If I'm being honest, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Does it look good? I mean, no, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. If I'm being honest, it looks ridiculous. It looks like they've just gone too far with these movies. Um, Gabby was like, why are they still making these movies? And I was like, they're going to be making them forever, babe. They've been doing it since the late 50s. These guys ain't going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Well, actually, since the 30s for Kong. But yeah, I'm hoping that I'm pleasantly surprised because I do love, I do love monster movies. It just looks like they're going. Uh, it's already pretty unbelievable to have these giant monsters, but then watching really? you, it just, it just, it. Just, <laughs> I mean, Kong's got a metal glove, like a metal boxing glove. There's orangutans now. There's a whole world under Earth with giant creatures. Uh, Wasn't that uh, Godzilla? An outsprint King Kong now, apparently. So, yeah, lots going on in that one. I don't know, man. Godzilla looks pretty cool, bro. He's all pink and stuff. Like, I don't know. It looks interesting. I mean, it looks like it'll be a fun uh, popcorn summer movie. Yeah, man, and that's all that's all you can hope for for this movie. Did I enjoy the Godzilla X Kong, the first one? Yeah. I didn't yeah, hate it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so I think this is just gonna be another fun movie. They're gonna overdo it. Um, I mean the preview looked see Godzilla versus Kong, at least like there were only two monsters to focus on, really. I mean, yes, there were other monsters, but not not a crazy amount. They introduced you to that underground world already in that film. <laughs> It just feels like a lot. It feels like they're they're really gonna have to. This movie's gonna have to be really good for it not to be absolutely ridiculous. Uh, maybe they'll do what uh, Fast and Furious did and just embrace it to the point where it's good and people somehow like it. We'll see. We'll see. That's, that I don't know how people like those those new Fast and Furious movies, bro. They just they do not look good, bro. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've I've not watched them, so not sure. Uh, all right, next one. So Godzilla versus Kong, April twelfth. So you'll get it right before summer, guys. Uh, next one is coming out earlier. Damsel, March eighth, coming to Netflix, starring our very own uh, of Stranger Things fame. Is oh my gosh, why Millie I... Bobby Brown? Yes, thank you. I am slow to Bobby Brown is in it. Uh, we've got Nick Robinson, Robin Wright, Angela Bassett, uh, all in it. And the whole point of this story is that this young woman is she's getting married, but she finds out that the family that she's marrying into the royal family, right? She's going to be a princess, uh, they're going to use her as a sacrifice, like a blood sacrifice to i think it's a dragon and you see her fighting the dragon and it's her story of coming back uh as a pretty much like an action hero throughout the film maybe to get vengeance on the family i'm not sure it looks a little more light-hearted than a than a kill bill style revenge film but i'm sure she's gonna get her payback in some form or another coming to netflix march 8th so i'm gonna give it a peep it's for free absolutely gonna watch it Millie Bobby Brown is great to watch on screen. So I'm I'm pretty interested to see how this movie comes out. Seems like she's not a damsel in distress, right? She's just a damsel. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna That's cause some stress? Call it then. Eh? I see. Big brain. <laughs> what what's what does he say in Pulp Fiction? Look at the big brain on Brad. Brad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that one looks interesting. Definitely gonna watch it. I'm sure they definitely did the whole damsel thing on purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Jason, have you ever heard of Code 8? Code 8? No, never heard of her. So it, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. So it was a series, if I'm not mistaken, of short stories on the dead streamer that had like short eight-minute episodes of things that became its own movie at one point. Uh, starring Stephen Amell of the Arrow series. So they're making a part two. Netflix is funding this one. It's coming out February 28th. A uh, lot of fans. The fans made the first one happen. And now Netflix is jumping on uh, the bandwagon with them for the second part. I don't know anything about the first one, but I wanted to give it to our viewers in case you are a fan of Code 8. Second part coming out February 28th. Yo, that looks cool. Oh, dude, I think I saw like a TikTok like skit of this where they have like robotic police, like AI police and stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. That's what it looks like to me, and I think he I remember superpowers as well. He's got some kind, some kind of like superpower thing going on. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it looks like because she's like, I don't know, doing some weird stuff and. Could you do that again, just one more time? <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know. for those of you who are only listening, holding his hand out as if he's grasping something uh and just like putting a lot of pressure in his face so it's getting ready it's pretty hilarious yeah it looks like um, uh farting i guess yeah or, yeah. or about to run into the room. Say, but yes <laughs> Uh, next one that actually – I wanted to name two that already came out as well, but we'll talk about those in a minute. Uh, did you see the preview for the new installment to the Alien franchise, Alien Romulus? It's set between the first Alien movie and Aliens. Uh, so between the Ridley Scott version and the James Cameron version, Romulus is set to come out. I don't know a lot about Romulus. I just know that it is directed by Fade Alvarez, um, and it is set between the two. It's going to focus on a group of young people from a distant world who encounter the Xenomorphs, and the film is going to take place in an unexplored time and, so that it can have its own fresh start. You can see the ship that we see in Alien, oh my gosh, in Prometheus, uh, the prequel to Alien, on the cover of it as well if you look it up on google so i think it's going to make a lot of connections to some of the films i like the alien movies i haven't seen them all but i like prometheus i liked the original alien the james cameron one was a bit much for me but it's a fan favorite so i'm interested in watching this one what do you think jason 
Uh, yeah, um, I like the Alien movies. Uh, I low-key liked Alien vs. Predator, but that's just me. Whatever. I did, too. I did, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know people hated it, but I, I had fun uh, watching it. Um, Prometheus, never finished watching it. Um, I remember I didn't know what it was about. I didn't even, like, I was just like, Prometheus, what is this? They're on a planet, and then I remember watching a little bit, and I'm like, oh, it's Alien. Okay, cool. Um, but never finished watching it, but I heard it was good, too. So, uh, I, I think I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm not like a huge fan of Alien, but uh, um, I don't. I don't think I've. I think I have seen the trailer. I can't remember. Uh, looks interesting, you know. Uh, definitely uh, something. Something definitely. I, I would be down to watch. Um, come August 16th, if there's nothing else. <laughs> okay, you added that caveat in there. If there's nothing else, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't know. Who knows? Maybe a. a um, uh, Tarantino comes out just with a surprise film, and that's his last one. You know, it comes out on sixteenth. I don't know who knows. You you never know. You never know. Uh, next one would be uh, Expats coming out January twenty sixth, which I believe is on uh, Amazon Prime. Expats stars Nicole Kidman. It's a drama series. Uh, it's about a woman who loses her child in hong kong now i don't know a whole lot more about the details but it looks like some of the characters in the show know what happens to their son and i think it's going to be somewhat of a situation in which the what happened to the son slowly unravels over time and i i bet if i'm willing to guess it's going to have one of those shock endings or just a very depressing end, but it looks like it'll be a very good story to play out. I'm interested in, in this series. It's going to be on Prime Video, right? It, yes, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Prime Video. Uh, coming out January 26th, so oh. very, very soon. Uh, some new new updates. Uh, Prime Video, I think, is set, I think, this year or this month. I can't remember. Uh, I saw an update on it, but uh, we're going get, to be getting ads now. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if they're going to be like during like when you're watching your show and like, oh, we're just going to jump into an ad real quick, you know? So, so we're going backward now. We're going backward. Yeah, we're going backwards. And then uh, all the other big streaming platforms are merging together. Cause uh, if you have Disney plus, I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a beta version out now for Hulu. Uh, so you can actually have access to Hulu from Disney plus. You just hit the beta version and then you have access to all the shows that are Hulu. Uh, you can't watch live TV or anything like that, but you at least have access to Hulu if you did it before. We saw this coming, Disney bought them out, you know, so um, <laughs> all of the mainstreaming platforms are just going to eat up all the other ones. They're like, hey, if you want to watch this, you got to pay a hundred and something a month and then we're back to direct That's TV. And <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all going to be the same thing all over again. Uh, it's hilarious, so... Well, it was fun while it lasted. We got some great stuff without commercials for a while. So there's that. Yeah. Or, you know, pay more for no ads, right? So it's just, you know, one or the other. Not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let me see. Next one would be Land of Bad. I feel like you'd be interested in this one, Jason. It is starring Liam Hemsworth, Russell, Russell Crowe, Luke Hemsworth, it is about a failed military operation, and they're trying to get them out. Russell Crowe plays uh, the man behind the drone that is trying to pretty much be the guardian angel for, I think, the lone survivor of that mission, or if anything, the only one he has contact with while they find the rest of the survivors. Uh, this is coming out February 16th in theaters. I'm interested to see where this story goes. It could go really well. Um I definitely want to see what they do with it. Yeah, it looks interesting. Um, might want to catch that. It looks like action-packed, so I'm all yes, for it. All the way through. All the way through, yeah. Uh, next one after that. Anyway, uh, Land of Bad, February 26th. And then next one would be Miller's Girl. Have you heard of Miller's Girl, Jason? I can't say I have. This one is about a teacher who befriends, which teacher is Martin Freeman, uh, who befriends his student, who is Jenna Ortega. And what Jenna Ortega's character does is that she tries to manipulate him, and she puts him into situations that look as though 
he is having a relationship with a high school student. But he's not. But he's not. Uh, but it it very much treads the line in which he should have thought through. You can already tell he should have thought through the situations he put himself in uh, before he befriended this girl uh, because he did show favoritism to her. He did meet with her. It looks like he meets with her outside of school. Uh, nothing happens, but he meets with her outside of school without any other witness. Uh, as a teacher, I can tell you that is absolutely not something that you should do for this exact reason. Uh, it can look like something else. And from what I'm seeing in the commercial, she is trying to blackmail him for that and ruin his life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all because I think she wants to get an A or something like that. I, I'm not sure what her motives are uh, besides the fact that you know she wants to ruin his life. And she's got a friend who's egging her on to do it. So I, I'm interested in watching this movie. It looks messed up. It looks messed up. That is messed up. man. <laughs> uh, that sounds interesting, too. Like a very drama-filled, uh, suspenseful thriller type thing, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Um, it what it seems like this movie might do is like um is he though like is he having a relationship with her like or something you know i don't know i'm, I'm kind yeah, of that's the question they're gonna make everyone ask yeah yeah uh, from the commercial it looks like nothing has happened and he tries to take control of the situation by being an asshole mm -hmm. uh, which works even more against him because it gives her reason to be more intense and blackmail him and and say that something happened so I, I, I'm I'm interested in watching this one as well. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting. Uh, count me in. Sign me up, coach. And then the last two that actually have already come out are The Shift, which I think is the one that is a metaphor or, well, a retelling of the Job story, right, by Angel Studios. It came out December 1st. It's already in theaters. I, I thought we'd give it a little more uh, – a little more love on the show since I'm not seeing a whole lot of information on it, as well as uh, a show on Hulu that came out on the 20th, December 20th, called Dragons of Wonder Hatch. Now, this looks like it's for specific viewers because this one is about a girl who dreams about being in animes. It's Japanese. And she ends up opening a somehow opening a portal to this anime world. So half of the show is in anime and the other half is in live action. And you can see the crossover, and sometimes it looks a little bit cringy, but I think it's meant to be that way. It's meant to look that way. Uh, definitely looks like it could possibly be a family-friendly show, but also a pretty a pretty good show for people who like anime or any any kind of uh, stuff like that in that culture. That live-action blue dragon looks pretty cool. Yeah, uh -huh. looks, the, the the CGI on that dragon is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it looks interesting. I'm seeing like different pictures. I'm like, is this all one thing? Uh, which yeah. if it is, that's that's pretty crazy. So yeah, it jumps between anime and live action a lot. Like in the preview, it's just constant jumping back and forth. And this this is a this is a movie or a show? It's a show, it looks like on uh, Oh yeah, season one on Hulu. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, this yeah. This one looks interesting. I'm I'm excited to see it. So those are all of our current 2024 previews. There's many more than that. Uh, that's just what we wanted to give you guys. Jason, you got any previews for us anymore? Uh, no, that's it, man. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you you covered it all. Uh, any, everything that's coming out uh, pretty, pretty close. So, yeah, good job. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's jump into TV land. I know you watched some stuff. What would you see, Jason? I sure did. Uh, so we haven't spoken since before uh, – the, the Christmas weeks. Um, so uh, before I left out of town, uh, Jamie and I ended up watching Klaus, a uh, movie that you had recommended. Um, but uh, also Jamie had put it on her queue and she saw like a lot of great reviews. So we ended up watching it, dude. And uh, yo, very, very good. Very good movie. Animated film available on Netflix. Must watch. Um, it'll make you feel things for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't cry, but I, I kind of wanted to. I kind of wanted to. Um, Are you talking about uh, Klaus's wife? What? Are you talking about Klaus's wife? 
I mean, there's just moments, you know, I don't want to ruin it for people, but you know, uh, it was, it was really good. Um, JK Simmons plays, uh, Santa Claus, right? So it's, it's just the origin story of Santa and how he, how the story became, uh, to what we know it now, uh, which I thought was a very interesting take on it. And, uh, you know, based off of mailman too, like how he got him started and stuff like that. I thought it was awesome. Uh, and you know, you hate the, the, the antagonist protagonist, sorry is first like an antagonist but becomes a protagonist uh which you like to see you know character development and whatnot all that stuff uh but very good feel good movie man uh very great to watch with uh kids and family uh or even by yourself man it's i i highly recommend it it's a great christmas movie i will say this i am going to be watching that probably once a year as well so uh, yeah we watch it every year so. yeah it's gonna be my christmas movie. but yeah man it was great <laughs> All right. Uh, it also stars Jason Schwartzman. He is Jesper, the uh, the mailman. Yeah. Norm McDonald's in it. Rashida Jones also voices J.K. Simmons as Klaus, as you mentioned. So definitely a pretty good cast. Uh, very good Christmas movie. All right. So next year, guys, check that one out for Christmas. I know we just passed the holiday season, but it's it's a good watch, and the animation is very nice. It's at, yeah. I feel like Netflix has really hit uh, a good a good stride with animation. Uh, and this show was one of the first ones with it. So, Or this movie was one of the first ones with it. Yeah, I agree. The animation was dope. So, yeah, overall, man, I'd probably give you like an 8.7, honestly. Yeah, great film. Yeah, the great next film. one you saw, I've been wanting to see, but I want to watch it with Gabby, so I'm waiting to watch that one. Uh, tell us a bit about Rye Lane, Jason. Yeah, Riley, man, another great. Uh, I thought that was a great film too. Um, another one that Jamie had on her queue and just had seen and recommended it. Uh, we were kind of tired that day, and then we're like, "Oh, something short, nice and short." And it's a pretty short film. It's not. It's not long, although it felt long, but in a good way. Um, it just follows these two characters. Um, one of the, the male character ends up going through a breakup, and she runs into him, and it's just the other day of. of him help uh, her helping him uh, get over this relationship but if it takes like a span of a day but it's all it's 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 pretty crazy because <clears throat> it feels like a wes anderson film uh based off of like the the, the scenery and stuff like that uh, which was really interesting um but the stuff that they do all day like it it was very comedic i didn't think it was gonna, like i was not expecting it to be this funny i laughed a lot um but just good moments and uh characters two characters uh may or may not fall in love you know so um amazing uh uh they're based off of london i don't know somewhere in somewhere in the the uh the uk um so it was a little hard i did uh honestly their their accents were kind of um if i'm being completely honest a little hard to, to catch on uh because they were just speaking really fast and i was like oh uh but hey that's what uh subtitles are for and i love find me if you want to but uh subtitles on movies and tv shows are a must in my opinion um yeah, you're the same way. You <laughs> messed me up. I never used to watch them with subtitles. Now I can't not watch them with subtitles. I have to yeah. have. Like, yeah. wait, what did he say? Wait, go back. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm the same person. Dude, I'm the same way. I'm like, wait, what did he say? Like, what they say? And I didn't hear it. Uh, so let me, you know, let me uh, just give me the subtitles and I won't ask that question. I'm like, okay, that's what they said. Cool. So, um, but highly recommended, dude. Uh, it, very easy watch. Again, it's not a long movie. Uh, I believe the runtime is uh, under two hours. Um, yeah, it's a great feel-good movie. It's comedic. It's a, a beautiful cinematography. I, I, and um, 8.3. Yeah, maybe higher, honestly. Um, definitely recommend it, dude. I, I, like, watch it tonight or, or this week at least. I don't know. Don't watch it tonight. You might be tired. But uh, watch it this week for sure. No, no, tonight. Staying up all night. Work. Who needs it? Who needs it? <laughs> All right, so you said 8 point what? 8.3, but I think I might be higher. Probably 8.5. All right. Catch that on Hulu, guys. Right. Yeah, it is it's a love story, right? It's a love story. Yeah. Yeah. But uh just the way it, it's very a uh, nice fresh take to it on it. Honestly, it's like very I won't say very different and you know similar to a lot of things, but a guy goes through a breakup, he's crying, she sees him crying in the stall and tries to decide to help him out. The female character, very outgoing person, and she's just awesome. Uh, so it was just kind of cool that they, they they really they worked really well together. Yeah, uh, the chemistry on you can tell their chemistry on scene was uh, amazing because you just kind of you just felt it. 
you you could you could see them actually being a couple. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like I, in my head, they're they, they are a couple. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, you have some stuff uh, for us that you that you saw as well. Uh, yeah, I've I've got a few, so I'll go into them. First off, I watched uh, Blue Eyed Samurai on Netflix. It imagine Kill Bill met anime, and you would have Blue Eyed Samurai. Because my gosh, it is gory, it is hard to stop watching, and you just you you. You can't believe what you're watching in the moment, kind of like Kill Bill, where you're like, oh, my God, this is happening. But it's so badass. That's the whole time you're watching that show. There is there is an action sequence in this show that I – and I will maintain this. You can quote me on it later. It rivals live action scenes in any movie that I can think of. It's that good. It is yeah, that good. I've heard nothing but great things. Uh, a lot of people that I saw that uh, like uh, influencers that I watch on TikTok that talk about movies and sh TV shows, uh, like their end of year list uh, for TV shows, they said that that was like one of their favorite ones this year. So um, I'm very excited to watch that. Uh, Jamie's not really much of an anime person, like cartoon, uh, even if it, even though I tell her that some of them are really good. Um, so it's going to be one of those where I have to like watch while she's asleep on my phone or something, you know, or it. Uh, I'll have to figure out. I'm trying to figure out when to watch it, but uh, it definitely is a must for me. I'm, I'm really, really trying to watch that show. Uh, so I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I would say it doesn't have a typical anime feel, so she might like it. Okay. Okay. It, well, it, it has I'll a more see. serious tone, so you, you could definitely tell her that as well. I was trying to get her to watch Invincible. I told her it's uh, just like uh, the boys in a cartoon version, but uh, she was like, nah. <laughs> some some people aren't into animated. That's okay. Yeah, that's good. All right, but yeah, I would Blue Eyed Samurai as a show so far, season one, a nine point. I don't know, nine point two. Mm. I, I it even the season finale, like it leaves you with a cliffhanger, but you got enough closure to be happy with what you saw. But you're like, I can't wait to see what happens next. There's so many open questions, even though they answered a lot of what you wanted to know from the first season. All right. Well, yeah, I'm excited, dude. I can't wait. All right. Uh, next for me, family film that came out this holiday season. And one of the only original stories to come out lately, really, that's uh, that they're trying to do as a tentpole, was Migration from Illumination, the story of those ducks who migrate. Oh, yeah. I've been kind of wanting to see that, to be honest. I really liked it. I thought it was a fun movie. I hope people went to go see it. I hope it does well. I hope it has legs uh, in theaters uh, because Illumination did some fun stuff with that movie and the animation is beautiful. So I, I really hope that they they uh, they get some good information out of that. I hope they get a, possibly a nomination. Uh, we'll have to see what what its competition is i know spider verse is out there so yeah that's gonna win they're not gonna win that's for sure yeah they're not gonna win but but i hope they get a nomination and acknowledgement at the very least uh migration was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and they have a short film uh or a short story that comes out before the movie which tells us what happened to vector from the original despicable me oh sick dude i love vector uh and despicable me man Oh, you get a whole seven-minute uh, short, short uh, story for him. So that was, that was too. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was cute. Isn't uh, he on the moon? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, the story is about him trying to get off of the moon. So. Oh, nice. That's, that's all. I'll do that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, go check out Migration if you guys haven't watched it. If you got kids, it's going to be a real easy watch. Uh, lots of fun. And it's about just getting out of your shell and seeing as much of the world as you can because you don't have, you know, the world isn't going to wait for you, right? The world does not wait. Uh, there's never a perfect time. It's never going to be completely safe. You just got to, you got to take the plunge and try new things. 
So yeah, yeah, and you can't leave the world behind. You know what I mean? So yeah, or you'll get left behind. Yeah, yeah. So migration out in theaters. Please go watch it, guys. The next two we've both seen. Uh, we're gonna go with Leave the World Behind first. Came out on Netflix, starring Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali. Uh, we've got Kevin Bacon and Ethan Hawke, the Hollywood twins. Um, so, Jason, how'd you I feel? feel about Leave the World Behind. I feel like I did. I didn't talk about it in uh, the last time we recorded. I don't think so. No. Uh, okay, I, I think because I was talking about it too much on our group chats, and I I gave my opinions about it. Um, leave the world behind. Um, it was a movie, you know. It was uh, a movie. It was a movie. It, it was a movie, uh, dude. It felt like uh, I, I don't know how to uh, the happening. I don't. You never seen the happening, right? The M Night Shyamalan film. I feel like the M Night Shyamalan film actually had a lot more stuff that happened. Um, this movie, like. No, I, to me, I don't think anything happened. Like nothing happened. Like um, there was a, like a lot, quite a bit of suspense. Like what the like what the fuck is going on? And the ending was just kind of to me. It was just like that's it. Like that's whack. Like I didn't like it. Um, right. More I think, more I think about it, and more I watch this movie, I'm just like I didn't like it, man. I didn't like it. They leave you on a, a, a heavy cliffhanger ending. Uh, the audience score on this one is agreeing with you, my friend. Audience score for this movie is 34%. Uh, critic score is 76%. So uh, audiences didn't enjoy this one. They didn't enjoy Leave the World Behind. It is, it's pretty much about a terror attack that is aimed at trying to turn Americans against each other by taking away our electronics, our ability to travel, and get information so that we can turn on each other by assuming the worst. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you why I like this movie. <laughs> so I, I have well, I have been well documented for saying that I one day would like to be a doomsday prepper. I want to be prepared if the world ends. And this movie, it was just everything that I was like, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my God, those are the things that could happen. That's why I want to be ready. That's why I want to have my own generators and uh, and an underground bunker. See, the whole time I was watching the movie, that's all I could think throughout the whole thing. Like when the son gets bit by uh, a tick and he gets he gets some kind of illness from the tick. I was like, right. see, I should have medicine. I should have some medicine ready somewhere. I got to be ready to raid a, a pharmacy if I have to. <laughs> that was my whole thought process through the whole movie. I couldn't stop thinking it. So I enjoyed it through that lens. Um, I could see where how you feel like nothing happens. Because it's it's a lot about how the family reacts to each other. Uh, right. It, it reminded me a lot of the original Night of the Living Dead. Where they have to do a lot of trust and communication. And they don't. And that's what ends up turning people against each other. Uh, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. But yeah, I, if, if you wanted like full on action, there's not a whole lot of that. There's about one scene where it almost happens, but then doesn't. Uh, it's, it's more of a commentary on uh, what if this happened? How would actual people react and what would they do? Yeah, they're not like over exaggerating it. Um, I think uh, just... One thing personally, like, and, and and who knows, maybe this this might be right, because um, all the satellites were taken out, like all electricity, and I guess um, what what is called like radio waves and stuff like that are are completely gone, pretty much. So, do animals really react that way? Uh, if you know electric electric fields are actually affecting the way flamingos migrate or the way deer act around humans, like what was that whole point? Like, and it was probably symbolic, right, to to something. But like that one scene where all the deer are just like walking up on the like Julia Roberts and her daughter. I'm like, okay, so it may because it, it makes you think as all right, something else is happening. Clearly, uh, it's not just what I thought it was. Like all oh, the underworld and like settlers are going out and. Well, they were talking about how uh, animals change their their migration patterns according to yeah. certain things that happen, and that was yeah. why you saw all those deer. I think the deer. I'm sure they represent a little bit more than that because they had the deer come out pretty often. Uh, yeah, and like, I, I know they. Go 
Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. Apologize, but um, yeah. Like I understand, like the migration patterns changing, but like the way the deer were acting towards the humans. Yeah, they might change their migration patterns, but are they still gonna act like that around humans like that? I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I never. I've I've only seen a couple of deer, and they always try to stay away from us, and I almost ran over some, but that's about it to my deer knowledge. But um, I don't want to think like deers would like walk up to humans like that, uh, even though their migration patterns change. I don't know. It's just that's just me. Yeah, I it was it was an interesting movie. I'll, I I understand why you didn't like it. That's why I was like, please tell me more because like I get it. But I was just I was I was just fascinated with with the concept. If that yeah. makes sense, I was more fascinated with the concept than with the story itself because I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. Tell me more about what would happen if the world ended. <laughs> What do I need to prepare for in 20 years? You know, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of doomsday prepping. I think we all want to be doomsday preppers, but you know, no, my family never... thinks I'm a weirdo, and that's okay. They'll all come to me when the world ends. Also, not, maybe it's, probably uh, the, it's probably not the best idea to tell people that you want to doomsday prep and you're starting a doomsday prep because guess what? They're gonna come after you when they find out. I was like, oh. Luigi was talking about how he's prepping all this stuff and having generated and stuff. So we got to go crash in and uh, uh, his place and take all the shit. Yeah. Well, see, they'll know by that time I'm going to have like a whole barrier set up. They can't just get up in my place. But yeah, it was, I mean, I'd give it what a 6.5. Yeah, give that bad boy like a 4.2. Maybe three, three point eight. Nice guys. I think he wants to give it a one, but <laughs> <laughs> well, because there was moments where I'm like, all right, cool, like fuck Julia Roberts, you know? I'm like, what this, what a bitch. Um, but like oh, yeah. in, in a good way. Stop being obnoxious. Yeah, like what's her? What's her problem, man? Chill the fuck out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's all I really have to say about it, dude. I don't know, man. It was just. Very disappointing. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the last uh, feature that we're going to talk about in today's episode. One that we both thoroughly enjoyed. Iron Claw, the story of the Von Erich brothers uh, from wrestling. What do you think of Iron Claw? Yo, man, it was amazing. Another A24 film. And, uh, whew, dude, it was gut-wrenching heartbreaking dude um phenomenal film um i really love zach efron's performance dude it, it didn't even feel like i was watching zach efron it felt like i was watching uh kevin von eric well i mean i don't really know karen von eric like that i know i didn't know much about the von erics until after the film i looked it up and their story is way more heartbreaking than what it was in the movie yeah it when you told me about they had another brother who also uh, committed suicide, I was pretty surprised. I, I think what you said about Zac Efron, I felt like I that was the same with everyone in that movie, except... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they all really were into the role. Uh, you can easily forget that they're famous actors, is is the point there, because they played the role so well. Uh, I think this is... I really hope that Zac Efron gets a nod for this one as well. I think he did a fantastic job. And the most the most impressive part about the performance is that a lot of it is body language and facial expressions. Because those brothers, especially Kevin, are not very vocal. They, they're not talkers. Uh, I think one brother was. The rest of them weren't big talkers. And he has to show a lot of his feelings and his uh, just his acting through facial expressions and body language. And I think he does a great job of it. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, David's character played by. Uh, yeah, you said Harris Harris Dickinson did amazing, bro. And the dad, bro. Uh, but played by Holt um, McElhaney. Uh -huh. Fuck that fool, bro. Fuck the dad, dude. <laughs> yeah he was he would set the brothers against each other and it at times you're not sure if it's on purpose but by the end of the movie 
it is you can tell it's on purpose it is definitely done with intent so that the brothers can fight for uh acceptance and love from their father uh holt mccallany am i saying that right mccallany uh he's i always remember him from fight club as the the guy with the man boobs you remember that? Oh, what? that was him. I didn't know that, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think of him. So when I saw him, the movie, I was like, "Hey, Fight Club." <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely a great film to watch. Really sad story. Like, my God, it's depressing. I will say, not to ruin anything, that you you do get a good ending out of it, uh, as much of a good ending as you can. But this story is a heartbreaker. Another A24 film. Man, we are just giving A24 all of the clout today. But uh, it's another A24 film. Highly recommend to watch it. What would you rate it, Jason? Uh, this film, uh, I definitely give it like a 9.1. Um, a little fun fact. Um, uh, Chavo Guerrero, um, famous wrestler, um, actually uh, from El Paso, uh, taught um, the choreography um, and wrestling to the actors. Uh, so nice little nod there. Shout out El Paso, Texas. Um, I didn't know this until I think Jermaine said it in our podcast. So I just wanted to definitely just shout out that representation from El Paso. You know? EPT, that 915. I got you, baby. Um, all right. So what would you rate it? Uh, 9.1. 9.1. Yeah. Uh, also, what blows my mind, dude, Lily James, bro. Um, Kevin Monarch's wife. Uh, Great dude, she, dude, she's a she's a great actress, bro. And so I I don't watch Downtown Abbey, but uh, my, uh, my girlfriend does, and um, she was like, hey, she's like unrecognizable, dude. And she also played Pam in Pam and Tommy the series on Hulu that came out uh, in 2022, which I re recommended for you to watch that, um, bro. I was like, wait, that's her? <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah, like, dude, again, unrecognizable. She does an amazing job as well. So shout out her. Uh, especially like in a very uh, male heavy cast uh, you feel for the mom but you also kind of uh, the mom's character but uh, also like it's kind of the, the the mom's fault too for like not like talking to her husband and like and like hey you're you're too rough on these kids you know the mom was rough on those kids and no, no the mom talking to the dad like she should have like and, back them up yeah yeah and you can just kind of see her like how hurt she is by the end of uh by the end of the film like where she, you know um she just like kind of lost lost herself I and mean, that's what happens when you lose kids you know when you have to bury them before you know uh before they bury you um last scene got me fucking balling bro that shit was so sad Brothers? Uh, or yeah kevin's watching his son's uh, uh sons play together and he just starts oh. crying I used to be a brother and now I'm not. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I used to be a brother and now I'm not. He had five brothers, dude. That is. Oh. No, four brothers. Sorry. Yeah. No, that that line was. That one was a heartbreaker. Yeah. Or this, man. I mean, as bad of a. Well, not bad. As cold of a mother as she was, uh, the scene where the mom can't put on the dress the second time. Oh. That one was rough. That was yeah. rough. God, yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with that one either. I yeah, was just hoping, like, I was hoping I never have to wear this again. Will people even notice that I'm wearing the same thing? You know, like, oh, my God. You, oh, that is, ugh. And the father, yeah. unfazed. I don't know. I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was affected in real life, but in the film, he's portrayed as unfazed by what happened to his sons. And just like, all right, on to the next one. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. It's... I felt like he never gave Kevin a fair shake. Um, he always questioned him. He never respected him. He always put – if he had a, the opportunity to do so, he was putting his other brothers above him. Uh, I thought that was very disrespectful and just bad parenting. God, he was just so unlikable. He was so unlikable in that film. <laughs> Dude, I do for real. And like he just like 
yeah, I get it. You never became a world champion, but so you're going to live your life through your kids and you just went too hard on them, dude. Yeah. And you know, when Kevin sells the ring, the, the stadium, the arena, the arena, Yeah, his dad was still trying to stop him. That's amazing to me. Like he leaves it to him, but then questions everything he does. Yeah, unbelievable, dude. But yeah, great movie, great film. I highly recommend it. You will all enjoy it. Bring some tissues. Uh, what, what, what did you rate it? I'm sorry, did did you really ask you that? I have not given it a rating. I would give it a nine point two as well. Yeah, yeah. By, by far, um, definitely would have made the top ten list of my 2023. If you guys haven't checked all right that episode out, go ahead and check it out. We kind of did a different ranking system where we all um, right, ranking. Yeah, ranked it one through ten. If you got if you ranked it the number one movie, it got ten. If you ranked it the number two, nine, eight, seven, and so on and so forth. So where we got the most points ended up being our best uh movie. And uh, shows we did that with shows and music and stuff. So if you guys haven't checked it out, thinking you find it very interesting, let us know what you disagree with, uh what you like. Let us know some of your favorite movies or, or shows that you might recommend for us. Um yeah, I really, I really did have uh enjoy that episode having uh, being with uh, Jermaine and Eric for the 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 Roomie Awards, I think they call it, right? Room three hundred three. So yeah, shout out to them. They call them the Roomies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Though <laughs> yeah, yeah. they were, I mean, I I liked the year interview. That was pretty fun. Uh, definitely check that one out, guys. But that's it for us today. Uh, Jason, you got any shout outs? You got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, just a uh, uh, happy new year's to everybody. We uh, can't wait to watch more stuff and talk about it with you. I uh, hope you guys uh, 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 have a you know, nice new year's resolution. Uh, I'm doing dry January this year, so you know, we'll see. Hopefully, I can keep it going forward as we go, lose some weight. I got a couple weddings I, I, I'm attending to. Um, oh, another thing, um. I think it's okay to say uh, my my sister uh, gave birth uh, on March, uh, <laughs> December 30th. Janet, congrats. Yeah, she's doing very well. The baby's doing very well. Janet's doing very well. Uh, uh, two pounds, 3.6 ounces. So very small baby. She's uh, she's a little creamy. She little creamy. looks like a cutie. Uh, can't wait to meet her. Yeah, me, me neither, dude. And I'm just so happy right now because um, I – I'm getting text updates every day and they're saying she's doing great. So breathing on her own and stuff like that. So uh, I can't wait uh, to meet my new niece, man. So um, hopefully in a, in a couple months I can come down and visit her and uh, we'll see. What about you, brother? Super happy for you, man. Uh, shout out to everyone who came to visit and shared with us in our holiday celebrations. Uh, big shout out to my cousin that I just recently met, Jelian. And her husband, Rafael. I uh, can't wait to get to know you guys a little bit better. Definitely want to see you guys more throughout the year. And hopefully next year we'll be spending Christmas together again. Sweet, right. We love you. We appreciate you guys. We're going to see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod. Peace out, guys. <laughs>